this is Jamie Andelin, and you are listening to my podcast, Your Turn On Desire. I am a wife and a mother. I'm a women's sexuality coach, and I'm an intimacy advocate. But enough about me, because this podcast is all about you and helping you learn how to enjoy sex and look forward to sex in your marriage. I don't like calling low sexual desire a condition that people are diagnosed with because when we do this, it is a way for us to just try to treat the symptoms of low desire instead of really looking a person in their eyes and in their heart and really seeing them and what they are suffering with and really knowing them. I want to share with you three problems that are created when we think of sexual desire as something we have or something we don't have, and we label desire as a condition that someone has or has developed over time. The first problem is labeling low desire as a condition is a form of bypassing. Two... This labeling makes it almost impossible for the couple to ditch the struggle with low desire. And three, this messaging causes the couple or the woman to think that there's only one way to get help and they tend to give up seeking support. Mostly people will wrongly believe or assume that if there is a problem with a woman's sexual desire that it is too low and the couple is struggling with sex, that there's something wrong in the physical realm um, with her. Um, But good sex for a woman is mostly an emotional, relational, spiritual, and mental experience, not limited to physical, which requires her to seek support from multiple sources. So let's start with number one. It's a way to bypass what is actually happening in a woman when she has a low desire for sex, when we label her with a condition called low sexual desire. When we label their low sexual desire as something that they are kind of stuck with and have to live with, like an inevitable condition that some women have, we completely bypass going to the causes of low desire and solving for those. Two, Labeling someone with low desire as if it was a condition that something is wrong with them makes it almost impossible for the couple to mature their intimacy with each other. One reason is it makes it nearly impossible for the couple to mature intimately because this kind of messaging around low desire creates a sense of entitlement in some men where they don't confront themselves And ask the question, how might I be contributing to her low desire? And when you understand the true causes of low desire, you know that there is a way for the couple to help her feed and fuel her desire or contribute to her pushing the brakes on her desire. And three, this kind of labeling or messaging causes the couple or the woman to give up seeking support and thinks that there is only one way to get help. 
People start looking into new sex positions and books. They start buying lingerie, hoping this will liven things up in the bedroom. They start taking herbs and hormones. They get put on birth control to help balance their hormones. Most everyone in the world would advise someone with low desire to go see a doctor like an OBGYN and seek medical attention. And although there is nothing wrong with seeking medical attention, this is, again, bypassing and ignoring the fact that her sexuality requires attention in several different areas of her life and that she should be able to receive support from multiple sources. Most people tend to assume that if desire is low, that this requires some kind of medical or hormonal treatment. They will try to seek help in a physical sense, trying to fix what they are thinking is a physical problem. And honestly, just focusing on the physical aspect of her sexual desire is just not enough. She does need some attention in the physical department, but most of her energy and attention and the energy of the couple should be spent in the emotional, relational, spiritual, and mental experience of sex. If she is struggling with low sexual desire, usually that means most of the attention has been put on her in a physical sense and she's not going to have a whole amazing experience if not every other aspect of herself is brought to their sexual relationship and this is just limiting everything to like a physical thing is limiting her experience which is why sex isn't that amazing for her and why she doesn't want to participate in it very often because it's limiting her she feels very limited she doesn't feel whole she feels shut down she feels inadequate there's insecurities and confusion and so most of the investment that the couple and and her that they need to spend is putting their energy and attention on all the other aspects and yes some physicality definitely is a part of it but bringing in every part of her and this is when she's finally it's finally going to click for her and her desire is going to increase and she is going to experience sex that makes her want more of it and and the whole sexual experience is going to be everything leading up to actually participating in sexual acts it's going to be her interactions with her spouse it's going to be how she is relating to herself it's going to be the intimacy that is between them and and all the other areas of her life and so this is really important and requires her to seek support from usually multiple sources and and to not quit you know seeking support after the the support she's sought out in a physical realm didn't work it it's like well because that wasn't the only area of your sexuality that needed attention and love and her partner tends to bypass these areas as not as important as the physical aspect of sex and she has been conditioned to bypass these areas as well i wish i could share with you every single time one of my clients tells me that they know sex is more about an emotional, mental, and spiritual way of being in their relationship. But when they try to explain this to their spouses, they are dismissed with, you're so much work. And now 
she doesn't feel safe to explore her sexuality in the way she needs to explore it in order for her to ditch the struggle with low desire. Here is a story to demonstrate how important it is to really un- like get to the core of what is causing struggle in someone's life so that we can seek the appropriate support and help. My father-in-law came to our house a couple years ago and he was complaining about a lot of pain in his ear and he tends to get a lot of ear infections and so he contacted his doctor and said hey I've had all this pain in my ear I'm getting ready to go out of town there's something you can do for me. So he called in a prescription for him and he was taking an antibiotic for several days and the pain was not subsiding. Well, he's at our home kind of telling me this story and he's just talking about his ears just in so much pain. And I said, well, I have this really cool ear camera that I can use to look in your ear. I got it for my birthday from my brother-in-law and it hooks up to my phone and it's just really cool. I can just connect to my phone, put the camera in your ear and see what's going on. We can see if your eardrum is swollen or inflamed or infected or something. And he was like, okay, that'd be great. Can't hurt. Right. So I look in his ear with my ear crema and there's this little object in his ear and he can see it on my phone. And he says, that's a part of my hearing aid. And he said that he lost a part of his hearing aid. He thought it fell off somewhere. And so he ordered a new part and he put it back on his hearing aid and he kept putting his hearing aid in his ear, not realizing that the extra part of the hearing aid that he thought he lost was still in his ear. And so as he put the hearing aid in his ear, it was pushing the other lost part further and further against his eardrum and creating a lot of pain and pressure. I was able to call my neighbor who was a doctor and he came over and had a whole kit of like, you know, getting things out of my father-in-law's ear. And he just came over and like in less than a minute, the part was removed and everything was so much better. And he was so grateful that we were able to look inside and see what was actually causing the pain. So there are a lot of couples and women who are seeking help from their OBGYNs or a therapist, and they aren't experiencing the help and the results that they are hoping for. And a lot of times they'll pause here and just be like, yeah, it's not working. Something's wrong with me. And, or this thing didn't work. And most of the time they are just seeking support in one area and they're not getting to the root cause of what is causing their low desire. And they are not addressing and giving the proper attention to the actual causes of their low desire. So just like my father-in-law who was taking antibiotics and Tylenol for ear pain, which isn't wrong, he was actually missing the whole actual cause of his pain in his ear. And he needed to get to the root cause of that in order to truly get the result that he wanted. And this is what women are doing 
You have to be willing to get to the actual causes and address the actual causes of low desire instead of treating the symptoms. And if you're not experiencing the help and the results that you want, like if you're not at peace in your sex life and and you are arguing about sex and there seems to always be this wedge between you and your spouse about sex and you just have a lot of maybe insecurities and anxieties and confusion around sex then you're not getting to the root causes. No matter how often you've been to your doctor, no matter how often and for how long you've been going to therapy, it's just not getting to the actual thing that you need to address. I am not discouraging anyone from going to their OBGYN to seek medical attention, but I do want to bring attention to the fact that OBGYNs subscribe to meds and hormone checks and treatments and hormones have their part in our sex lives but not in the way the OBGYN addresses this. The OB addresses hormone fluctuations as if they are bad and wrong so they prescribe birth control and other ways to stop the fluctuations. This puts even more of a break on a woman's sexual desire We aren't supposed to stop our fluctuations, but we are supposed to embrace them and honor them and live in a way that will support our bodies. Just subscribing hormone treatments to stop the fluctuations of our hormones is actually just treating symptoms, but isn't treating the actual cause of low desire. And it just reiterates and gives evidence to the woman that she is broken, that she's a mess, that her hormones are crazy, and none of this is true. Her hormonal fluctuations are a part of her, and we only experience problems when we aren't embracing our hormones and sinking our life to the fluctuations of our hormones. The OB doesn't address the emotional side of sex. Sex can be a very emotional experience for a woman. When a woman is experiencing any kind of pain around her sex life, it could be physical, it can be emotional, mental, spiritual, the OB will address the physical aspect, but... The emotional side is not tended to with the OB. Emotional pain gets trapped in our sexual organs and this has to be tended to and nurtured on an emotional level in order for the pain to be processed and to go away. This includes the physical pain as well. If only the physical aspects of sex are taken into account, then we're missing a huge important part of a woman's sexuality, which is deeply linked to her emotional well-being. Sex is an intense way for a woman to show love and to share love with someone. And only focusing on the physical aspect can actually 
cause her more trauma and more confusion about herself and her body. Good sex is an intense emotional experience for a woman that she is only willing to share with, really willing to share with someone who she feels can handle this emotional experience. And often she has been disengaging emotionally from her sexual experience as to maybe she doesn't feel prepared. Um, And for many other reasons, maybe she doesn't want, you know, to go through an emotional experience right now. She has other things she's dealing with. Or maybe she doesn't feel completely prepared to receive the, the love and all the deep emotions that are shared in a sexual experience. Maybe she doesn't feel completely trusting of her partner with, with her emotions. Maybe there's something there between them that is making her hold back in her sexuality linked to a lot of beliefs around sex being something she should do for someone or sex being something that isn't really for her. (laughs) Maybe there's been years and years of her sexual pleasure not being a priority. No fault of anyone that we know of. It's just what's happening. And all these things are getting mixed up and more in her emotional place when it comes to sex. And it's, it's, these need to be respected. How emotional sex is for her needs to be understood and, and respected. And this isn't always addressed in an OB appointment. If you feel inspired, please see your OB. See a pelvic floor therapist. Take a look at your physical body through the eyes of a professional. And also, yes, your own eyes to see if everything is working and functioning well. But don't leave out the many other factors that contribute to low desire. The messaging that low desire is a condition can lead people to seek therapy as their only way of getting support. I'm a huge fan of therapy for so many reasons, but it's very challenging to find a therapist who is going to focus on all the causes of low desire and then build a plan and a program for you to ditch the struggle with low desire. Also, going to a therapist with the mindset that you have a condition leaves out a very important part in understanding low desire. An aspect that causes low desire in women is their sexual pleasure has never been a priority. And being able to experience good, pleasurable sex has several components to it that we will talk about in further episodes, but they aren't being discussed in therapy. There are many great therapists and OBs who serve women in their realm and expertise of helping women with all kinds of struggles. And I appreciate them so much for the part they do play in women's wellness. But I also know that not many are teaching women how to make sure her pleasure is a priority. They aren't addressing many of the core issues that cause low sexual desire. Many therapists and OBs don't teach a woman about her body and her body parts. 
and show her how they all work together with her brain and her nervous system to create life-changing orgasms. They aren't explaining to her the several different kinds of orgasms that she can have from different body parts. Therapists don't show women how to make sex so good that she is thinking about it during the day in positive ways. Oftentimes, the therapist and the OB haven't struggled through the pain of feeling broken and brokenhearted and how to work through this pain. They don't have an intimate and first-hand experience with moving from the pain of feeling broken and then moving through embracing your sexuality and eventually looking forward to sex and enjoying an easy, fun sex life with their husbands. They don't know the heaviness and the pain that is weighing on you every day of your life when you hear the words, we aren't having enough sex, or why don't you want to have sex with me more often from your husband? A lot of therapists think that having more sex so you can just keep your husband happy is something that is needed, and I can see that we are growing out of this messaging in the professional world, so I'm very happy to see this happening, but they still don't know what is to be done, and they don't understand how much this breaks you every time you have obligation sex. Something I have noticed that therapists don't do with their clients as well is teach their clients how to make powerful decisions in their sexuality and how to use their agency in their sexuality. This is so powerful to help overcome any sexual assault or trauma or abuse in anything. Therapists do help with a lot of the trauma. They help women kind of process through that and talk through that. But very rarely are they directing them in making powerful decisions for themselves and their sexuality so they can take their power back in this part of their lives. And this is such an important part in a woman healing her sexuality and giving the sexual part of her a voice. What I am more concerned with are the opportunities that are lost between the couples when they aren't taught to pay attention to a woman and her low desire as a measuring stick for what is going on in the overall wellness and happiness of the woman and that more intimacy and honesty is what is needed in the marriage between individuals. There is There are so many opportunities that are lost for the couple when their sex life is not approached from this perspective. Low sex drive and an unsatisfactory and confusing sex life is a giant neon flashing sign that it is time for each individual in the marriage to have more autonomy, to develop the skill of confronting themselves, and to mature their capacity for intimacy. These relationship skills have never been taught to any one of my clients that I can tell and that I know of, and they weren't taught to me in therapy either. So when my clients come to me, learning these skills is pivotal in their, you know, coming to peace with their sexuality and makes all the difference and makes their sexuality journey so much faster. Many years ago, sex was a giant source of contention in my marriage. No amount of therapy, OB visits, herbs, lingerie, books, date nights, or vacations solved the sex issue for us. 
My husband initiated the we need to have more sex talk over and over again with no progress, and I secretly felt broken and lost hope thinking that we were destined to always be frustrated about our sexual relationship together. I thought this was just what marriage was destined to be. We lost part of our connection. My husband thought I didn't love him. And I felt rejected often, as did he. This left me feeling heartbroken daily. I progressively thought I was more and more broken. And I worried where this frustration would lead us. I remember sitting on a beach in Hawaii next to my husband over our anniversary and feeling completely disconnected to myself and to him. We had spent a couple thousand dollars to get there, and I felt the pressure to fix myself and my sex life. I felt all this pressure was on me, like I could just, if I could just desire sex more often, then sex wouldn't be a source of contention for us. I felt like I had one week while we were in Hawaii to get the passion back, fall in love with sex before we flew back home and back to our kids and reality. I knew that one week was not going to be enough time for us to ignite the passion again and that we would go back to normal life and sex would become a struggle again. I knew I would go back home and I would break my husband's heart as my life took over and I got busy and focused on all the things that were on my plate and he would feel last on my long list of things to do. I knew that sex would be another thing I needed to do for someone else. I knew that my husband would break my heart over and over again as he initiated the we need to have more sex talk without any understanding of what was causing me to struggle with low desire. And all this talk did was trigger the parts of me that felt broken. So the talk would turn into an argument as I felt broken and ashamed and didn't know how to fix this and neither did he. Because if just having more obligation sex ditched the struggle with low desire, I would have ditched the struggle a long time ago. Obviously, more sex wasn't the answer to a problem. And we both felt a lot of anxiety around our sexuality. Just because my husband had a higher desire didn't mean that he was more developed than I was. I had ignored and or felt ashamed about my sexuality for most of my life. And my husband had believed that sex was a way to validate that he was chosen a man and loved for most of his life, so both of us had an unhealthy way of relating to sex. So here I was in a perfect setting on a beach in Hawaii watching whales, and I had tears of frustration running down my cheeks as I considered all of this. But now, I enjoy my sexual relationship with my spouse. Sex is a fun and easy part of my marriage. I look forward to sex with my husband. We are deeply and intimately connected, and we keep growing closer together. Sex gets better and better. Our sexual intimacy is full of lightheartedness, joy, silliness, and healing. It's a place of peaceful playfulness that I go with my husband. I discovered that I am not broken. I feel free of contention around sex in my marriage. A lot of women who are struggling with low desire were taught more about shame and accommodating others than they were about facts, anatomy, and true intimacy with their spouse and, and themselves. And now I have helped many women, many women increase their sexual desire, embrace their sexuality, and make sex a non-issue in their marriages. 
I understand that you don't know if you have the time or energy to prioritize yourself and invest in embracing your sexuality. I understand that you think that hormones are the problem or maybe it's endometriosis or something biological. I understand the temptation to believe that it's normal for sex to be difficult when you're married. I know that a lot of women think that every married person knows that sex is different when you're married and your sex life is supposed to get worse when you're married, not better. But I also know that you don't want to accept this for yourself and that you don't know how to change this about yourself either and to be different. A lot of my clients are bothered by the fact that their sex lives are frustrating to them and it's weighing on their minds and hearts and that it seems that other women just aren't bothered by this like they are. I remember noticing this too. Like what is wrong with me that I can't get this off my mind and I feel so much pressure to change something in my sex life with my husband when other women seem to be just fine with having obligation sex to keep their husbands happy. Like, why am I not okay with this? I know the answer to this now. Me and the women I work with are intimacy advocates. We are here to be a tower of strength in our relationships. You are here to fight for more love and intimacy And you're not here to fight against yourself and against your husband. You're here to add more love and connection in the world. And especially in your most important relationship, your marriage. I know that you doubt if you have the energy and resources to be a champion for intimacy and advocate for this in your marriage. I know that you have tried other things like therapy and OB visits and you just didn't get the results that you wanted so you doubt that something can actually work for you. I know that you are tempted to think that you have to rely on your husband to change before you ditch the struggles in your sex life. And I know you have a difficult time knowing what you want and desire in and out of the bedroom. You struggle with finding a lot of pleasure in your daily life. You're feeling stuck in survival mode often. And I know that you can feel so burned out and confused By all of this, low sexual desire isn't a condition and you're not broken. Low sexual desire is a teacher. Your sexual desire gives you information on where you're at in your own progress as a woman. It gives you information on if your true desires are being listened to. Your desire gives you information on how much goodness and pleasure you feel worthy of and allow yourself to receive in your life. Your desire is asking you to check in with the connection and intimacy of your marriage. You are a leader. You are the leader in your marriage. and You are going to be the one who ditches the struggle with sex and advocates for what the relationship really needs, more intimacy. You are going to invest in yourself in ways you never thought of before. You're going to devote yourself in your marriage because it's important to you. You're going to start paying attention to what is really important to you. And then you're going to feel your sexual desire turn on and up. It can be easy and fun to do this. And I'm here for you. Love, Jamie.